Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. Well, yesterday was a day, wasn't it? A day where everything could have been oh so great became an absolute nightmare at the uh, at the end. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Toast in the Morning. It's Evan once again. And I know we like to start off with football. And by the way, this is a Monday episode. We're coming on Monday. Uh, so we do not know the result for the Raiders-Chiefs Monday night game. So there is that. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. So yeah, we like to start off with football. However, we're going to flip the script a little bit. We're going to talk a we're going to talk about some baseball. We're going to talk about baseball first, and then we'll talk a little football at the end because uh, the New York Mets played yesterday, and they wrapped up their series against the San Diego Padres, and they will not be moving on to the next round in the MLB playoffs. And where do I begin? Well... I gotta get Chris of the Padres. They're a good team. We've had we've had fits against them. You know, we've struggled here and there against the the Padres. And and even then that was before the trade deadline. So yeah, we still had some issues against them. And you know, they came into City Field and they they outplayed us. They wanted it more. They wanted it more. And I I don't like saying like, oh, the other team wanted it more, because like you would think the, t- the team on the losing end also wants it more, right? Well, what I've seen from the Mets over the past couple weeks, did they want it more? Did they ever want it more? Were they just fine making the playoffs and sort of coasting? That's the thing I worried. And what happened during that three-game series against San Diego was some of the worst baseball I ever seen. Game one, Max Scherzer's on the bump, gives up six, seven runs. And we only score one run. Game two, all right. You win 7 2, 7 3. DeGrom has a great game. You're like, all right. You know, yeah, game one was a disaster, but game two, okay, we got some momentum. Game three, this is it. Do or die. This is it. Loser goes home. Chris Bassett's on the hill, and what happens? He lays an absolute egg. The bullpen doesn't help. And the New York Mets get one hit. One. They almost got no hit in the playoffs. Guys. Guys. The New York Mets. The New York Mets. Once again. Once Again, guys, when I, when the game finished, I just, I was just kind of just sitting on my couch and just like realizing, just thinking to myself, that happened. Like it was awful. It really was awful to watch. I'm still lost for words. Like I really, really am, and I'm not sure when 
not not saying I, I'm gonna forget it, but I'm not sure when it will like finally settle in. Maybe after the playoffs, I would say when the off season kicks around. But I just still haven't processed the fact that the New York Mets played baseball the past three days and they scored eight runs in three games, which you put in an average, it's what three ish runs a game, something right around that. Like it's, it's not good. And one of those games, you scored seven runs. So the other game, you only scored a combined run of a run in two games. I just, this was pathetic. It was absolutely pathetic to watch this team the past couple weeks. Because it just didn't seem like this team wanted it. And like I said earlier, I don't like saying that because you would think these professional athletes want it. And, and, and you hear Pete Alonso talking about, oh, I don't, you know, it's so sad to the group to be disbanded and, it, you know, it sucks to not play with these guys. Well, if you wanted to play with these guys longer, maybe you could have won another game. And maybe in the next round, you win three games and you play some more baseball. And maybe you can win four games and then you're at the, then you're at, you know, in the game, the big time, you, the series, you're in the series, and maybe you win four games too, and maybe that last ride of sorts, that last hoorah with, with your brothers, it could be worth it. So, you know, if you wanted to, to play some more ball with your friends, maybe the whole team should have showed up, Pete. Maybe so. Maybe Pete should have showed up. Maybe Lindor. Maybe the entire offense. Maybe Scherzer and Bassett. Maybe these these tough guys who, you know, especially Scherzer, you know, the guy is, you know, he's won a World Series. He's one of the best pitchers of his generation. He's pitched in this situation before. And seven runs. 101 wins, guys. 101 wins. Means Jack. Jack shit. And, and and I see people on Twitter like, oh, you know, we still gotta remember this was you know a great season, 101 wins, second most in franchise history. Look, I get that. And yeah, for the most part, it was a good season. The regular season was fun. Until it wasn't. Until it, it was time to to nail. To you know, put the nail in the coffin and win this division, it didn't become fun. It didn't. It became every other year. And once again, like I said last time, like I said last episode, we circled the date of that Brave series and they laid an egg. And we're like, well, that's going to be tough. And I said last episode, I was disappointed. I'm like, it's going to be tough to get to the World Series. Well, what happened? We didn't even get there. Nowhere near there. We couldn't get out of City Field. We couldn't. The 2015 Mets won 11 less games and wanted it more than this team. They wanted it more 
than this team that won 101 games. 101. And we're remembered with what? A wild card banner? I don't want wild card banners. Oh, and by the way, you're going to put that wild card banner next to your 2016 wild card banner. That's going to be cool, right? Oh, that's gonna be, that's, that's great. You're going to put your 2022 wild card banner where you lost at your own place. That's your 2016 banner where, you know, you lost in your own place. And your 2015 banner where you also lost in your own place. And your 2006 banner that you also lost in your own place. And your 2000 banner where you also lost it in your place. Guys, this is a trend here. This is what happens. This team is cursed. It's flat out cursed, guys. I don't know when we'll see a good team. But what I do know is that... Like... The optimism stuff. Do I really need to give this team more optimism? They could sign, they could sign Aaron Judge. They could sign Trey Turner. They could sign all these players. Throw all the money in the world. Do they act? Will they actually get me excited? Yeah, I guess in 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 the in the moment. But the thing is, will they actually get us over the hump? Because we thought that with Scherzer, we thought that with Bassett, Starling Marte, we thought like, there we go, we're gonna make the playoffs, we're gonna put, a, we're gonna have a nice run. We can you know push these teams. And what happened, guys? What happened, guys? What happened? Like. This was not the team we saw in you know, May, June, July, or in the early parts of August. This was classic Mets baseball at you know in the tail end of the year where they blow it. This is a feeling that Mets fans had been used to for years, and we thought it was going to be different. And once again, when we always think it's going to be different, a hard dose of reality kicks in and it's the same old Mets. It's the same, 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 same old Mets. And where would we go from here? More optimism? Because I I don't know. I don't think so. Because this was the year. You have a bunch of guys who are free agents. DeGrom, Nimmo, Edwin Diaz, Chris Bassett. Guys, this was it. This was it. And you have the, the, the crappy trade deadline. The bullpen wasn't, you know, handled properly. I, I'll partially blame a little bit on Buck, too. And especially the players. What what happened here? Guys, what happened here? How do you not show up again? Guys, come on. This was it. And and if you're trying to if you want to hear my thoughts on the whole Joe Musgrove ear thing, I don't think he had any substance. I don't, and I really don't care. I don't care. Musgrove threw a gem. He threw a gem. He gave up one run, guys. He gave up one run. I just, it it's just, uh, yeah, 
It was awful. It really, really was. This was an awful, awful feeling where you you think this is the year. They can make a decent run. And then right at the finish line, they trip and fall. I've seen this story a billion times. And once again, we see it here and everyone's clowning us. There's no such thing as fairy tale stories, fairy tale endings, Disney movies, my ducks, all that where, you know, the underdog, you know, the team that's been, you know, in in the dumps, you know, they come, they come up and they, you know, they, they overcome the odds. Well, it, that's not true. It's not. I prefer bad news bears more because it, it's a, it's a, it's a real dose of, yeah, you can make this amazing run. It's, but at the end of the day, you lose. And you're still the bad news bears. Not everything is a Disney movie. Not everything is roses, lollipops, and rainbows. It's nothing like that. So, one day they'll prove it. But I don't know when. I don't. I don't have a timeline. I don't have anything. I think I need a break from Mets baseball. Uh, yeah, well, I especially from talking about it, unless anything pops up about the Mets, we'll talk about it here. But until the off season, uh, I, I need a break from talk about the Mets. I, I really, really do. And I'll aimlessly watch the playoffs and see two NL East teams play, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Not very much. Not. I think that's it for baseball, in my opinion. I know there were other series, but I don't really want to talk about them because we're about 13, 14 minutes in, and I want to get through some football. And let's talk about my other favorite team, the Miami Dolphins. And um, we'll try to – I'll talk a little quicker now. I was at the game. I was at the game. First uh, Dolphin game in about three years, so it was nice to be back. And what I will say is that Jeff fans are really annoying and and, uh, obnoxious. They really, really are, but um, I get it. You guys have been miserable for years, so you guys are finally over 500. You guys are excited, but that's all I will say about that. Um, the game was a game. Teddy Bridgewater done for the game by uh, Sauce Gardner, um, given a questionable potential, uh, potential grounding call, but, you know, you have the two injury, and you're like, all right, you have 10 days to install Teddy Bridgewater into the into the offense, first team, get used to it. You know, he's, he says he's ready. He's not going to be Tua. He's not going to be you know, all that. And first play, is, first play from scrimmage for the Dolphins, injured, done for the game. And your seventh-round pick, Skylar Thompson's in. And it wasn't pretty. Listen... Skyler for a seventh round pick, seventh round rookie. I guess played okay. It wasn't pretty. It definitely wasn't pretty. But like, I guess what else could you expect? And and I guess it's all the people that thought he was better than Tua somehow. And and look, I was excited too with some of his performances in the preseason. I even, and I even said I will admit. I was like, oh, you know, maybe you know he could be the number two man. Like I was really impressed. Like that sort of that that gamer. You know, chip on his shoulder player, like, you know, guys like that that I, I like in, in backups. Well, I've got to realize that it's he's still a seventh round rookie from Kansas State, and it's still the preseason, and you, should, you shouldn't still look into it deeply. 
I'm not saying obviously Teddy Bridgewater was going to win the game or not, but the odds were a lot higher when you know hanging to the game with him in than than uh, than Skyler, and then you know when it rained it poured. Taron Armstead with his lingering toe in- injury out for the game. Uh, Xavier Howard before the game got he's you know he has the hamstring injury, not playing. Byron Jones he's off the pup, but. Who knows? Who knows when we'll see him? And then Tyree Kill during the game, he's uh, seen with a walking boot after the game, and you're like, man, oh man. <laughs> we were three and zero, and now we're three and two. It's a off. It's a weird, terrible feeling to be three and two. But the thing is, like, you should be a little worried if you're a Dolphins fan, because. These injuries are key positions to key players. Your starting quarterback, out. Your backup is out, too. Your starting left tackle, out. Your Both of your number one and number two cornerbacks, out. Your number one is also out. I'm not sure if you'll be out for next game. I don't know. And then you have to watch the offense. Despite, you know... Besides a nice performance, very nice performance by Raheem Mostert. Offense wasn't fun to watch. Defense was bad. I think we only had two sacks. I, I wish we could have gotten more. I think that would have been great. Linebackers is non-existent. And the cornerback depth is what we once thought was a very good cornerback room is now... One of the worst on the roster. One of the worst position groups in the roster. Guys, we have to see no Igbenogany on the, on the field. Guys, it's bad. And I'm worried too. I, I am worried. And I, some of the play calling I, I didn't I wasn't a fan of from, from McDaniel. Jason Sanders makes, misses a field goal. If he makes that field goal, to, you're, you're winning 2019. Maybe that's you can you're able to grind out that result. But you know, you miss it, short field. Jets score, and now you're all right. You now you got to play a little bit of catch up, and the next thing you know, turnover. I I appreciate the fight that the Dolphins had. I appreciate that they were able to keep it close for a you know for like the second quarter and into the third, uh, into like even into like early parts of the fourth. But how many times have the Dolphins started off slow, guys? They need they. they you guys need to start off faster. And now, what's going to happen to the quarterback position? I don't know. I, I really don't know. So, I'm a, I'm a little worried with the Dolphins with this whole injury bug. Because, man, 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 man. I also think the Dolphins are a cursed franchise as well. I saw a tweet uh, a little while back. Um, actually, I think it was during the, the, the Bengals game. When it was like... The Dolphins sold their soul for the 72 season. And I think it's right. I, I really, really do. So that's really all I want to talk about about that game. I, I really do. It was a fun game. I enjoyed being back. Rooting for the Dolphins and all. Um, hopefully next time I'm at the stadium, rooting for the Dolphins, hopefully it goes in the Dolphins' favor. So let's just uh, hop in a few games here. Uh Indianapolis-Denver played one of the worst games in history. Uh, Denver is not good. Uh, I think Russell Wilson has taken a step back. 
in his game. Obviously, everyone's talking about the KJ Hamler miss. I think that's very obvious. That's a poor, poor miss. I don't know how he completely even looked that way. And also Nathaniel Hackett also just burying his quarterback. And it's once again, was he ever a good hire in the first place? I was never a big fan of the hire. And I'm I'm worried. That could he be a one and done? I don't know. I don't know. I've I've not been impressed. I know he's learning on the job and all, but like it should have been a lot easier with having Russell Wilson as your quarterback, right? Because I, I think we all thought like I, I wasn't impressed with with the Hackett hire, but I was like, you know, they, they, you know, Russell, they'll be a little bit more watchable. They'll put up a decent fight, and their offense is unwatchable, un unwatchable. The Giants won four and one, guys. I as much, and, and I, I've been rooting for the Giants. In the sense of, listen, yeah, they had a good start, but it was also like, listen, you guys aren't there yet, but there's some good ideas. Well, they're four and one; they beat the the, the Packers. So, are they actually good? I don't know, but Brian Dable might have a good case for Coach of the Year. He might have a good case. You know, it's not the prettiest ball that they're playing, but they're winning. They're getting results. What more can you ask for? Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay game. And I don't really care about the game. I think we all know what we're talking about with the refing and the awful, awful refing that has taken place. And uh I think I, I think I called him Jeremy Boger. Or I think I missed I, I said the wrong name. But um Jerome Boger. You know, he um, was the official for the uh, Cincinnati uh, Raiders game in the playoffs and where they were banned from roughing that whole uh, officiating crew was banned from officiating the playoffs. And they were the officiating crew for the Josh Allen roughing the passer uh, last week. And now here we are once again. Uh Grady Jarrett wraps up Tom Brady fairly easily and fairly fine. And bam, roughing the passer call. It is honestly laughable. And his reasoning behind it, he was interviewed, Boger, after the game, talking about, you know, if, you know, is there similarities with the the, the Brady one, the Brady sack with, with the Tua sack, which obviously, you know, where he suffered the injuries, and he, I, I think he said, uh, no, there isn't, which is honestly laughable. He's he's a, that whole crew is, is really awful, right? Like, that Bo, like Boger, like, and that crew should not ref again. They are, wow, they are bad. Like, it, it's honestly embarrassing. Like, honestly embarrassing. And, like, like I want to say, like, I want to put my Dolphins glasses on and be like, oh, it's Brady once again. But then I'm like, this is just awful. This is just awful refing, right? But then it's also like, well, if the two is well, two is different. Like, you know, I wouldn't call it if it was two. Like, then it's like, okay, maybe they so they do favor these quarterbacks. It's honestly embarrassing. It really is. Refing has been terrible. It really, really is. Now with now with the new concussion protocol stuff, how many more of these roughing the passers are we going to see? Where you know, where they kind of like wrap him up and trying to throw him to the ground. 
and maybe you know the defensive tackles and defensive linemen are using a little bit more force and stuff. Like, how many more roughing the passer calls are we going to see now with this new protocol and being a little, uh, you're very conservative with protecting these players? I'm, I'm very curious to see. Very, very curious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffalo did their thing against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh won in four. Uh, nice Brian Flores special against Buffalo. Just absolutely shitting the bed. Gabriel Davis did his thing. I, I always said about Gabe Davis, he has two catches for like 100 yards. And what 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 was it? Two catches for like, what, 160, 108 yards? You're like, guy, what? The hell ever for two touchdowns. We're like Jesus, man. Like literally. Pittsburgh one and four. They're uh they're not good. They're not good. Um, but start my my prediction next week. <laughs> um, I guess I'll actually no. I got two more games. I won't talk about Carolina because actually it, not even about the game because I actually you know about 40, 50 minutes ago, the news came out that uh, Matt Rule got fired. And my thoughts is. I'm I'm surprised that they did it right now. I thought they would have waited maybe at the end of the year. But I, I think with the rumors and the reports saying they you know, he rule lost the locker room and and all that, I I get it. Uh, I think Steve Wilkes uh, now is going to be the, Steve Wilk is now going to be the interim. I believe he was the the head coach for the Cardinals back in 2018 with the Rosen year where he was only the one and done. But uh, yeah, that was a what a disaster hire, man! What a disaster! All that money, and he went what like eleven and twenty-seven. The the QB carousel has been a disaster with Baker, who I've been a big fan of, but he looks awful. Like he looks awful, like terrible. He looks cooked, like literally cooked. And then you have Darnold behind him. And, you know, obviously P.J. Walker. And then, obviously, they, had, they signed Cam Newton last year. It's been a disaster. It's been an absolute disaster for the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule. And credit to David Tepper. You know, he's got a lot of money. He's I guess he's able to eat up that contract. But, you, man, that was a huge investment that really, really backfired. It really did. This was a disaster hire. And he was definitely one on the hot seat. So, he was absolutely on the hot seat. They've had a terrible start to the year. Yeah, it, it makes sense why he was fired. And now I want, I want to wrap it up with, uh, still, first off, credit still Philadelphia for still being the only undefeated team. Uh, but the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, they look not good. They do not look good at all. Uh, what are they? Two and three? That offense looks like absolute horse stud. Horse stud. They look terrible. Absolutely terrible on offense. Stafford looks bad. The whole yeah, the whole offense looks awful. But great to Dallas. They they look pretty decent. So even with Cooper Rush, so great to them. Obviously the Vegas Kansas City game it hasn't played yet. Uh, so far, I'm seven and eight with my prediction. So hopefully, Kansas City wins. So I'm eight and eight because uh, I would not not like to have a losing record. So let's get into my week six predictions, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up the episode. So Washington, Chicago, Thursday night. Wow, wow, wow. 
Thursday night has an as is an absolute treat. Uh, this game is probably gonna suck. Uh, I'm going with Chicago because they'll, they'll be at home. Uh, Washington looked terrible, so yeah, I'm, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Washington. But credit to, but you know, I gotta give, I gotta give my uh, my support to uh, to uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, the obviously the player, uh, the running back who uh, you know before the season suffered uh, the gunshot wounds. And, um, you know, he was able to get on the field and, uh, it was, uh, pretty awesome to, uh, pretty awesome to see. It really, really was. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Chicago there. Minnesota, Miami. I'm, I'm going Miami, but I'm not confident. I'm not, I'm not really confident. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going Miami. Please win. Please, please, please. Uh, New England, Cleveland. I'm going Cleveland. I know New England had a nice game against Detroit. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland. They'll be back at home. San Francisco, Atlanta. I'm going to go Atlanta. Once again, you know, team that'll be at home. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh because they do play up the competition, but I guess besides Buffalo. But they'll be at home. They're bound to win, and Tampa Bay is has been impressive as well. So I'm going Pittsburgh. Cincinnati, New Orleans. I'm going New Orleans. Uh, they, you know, Taysom Hill went off. Got home. Yeah, I'm going New Orleans there. Baltimore uh, against the Giants. I'm going Baltimore. Uh, they're, they're they're still a good team, and Lamar is going to make a lot of money. <laughs> He's been incredible. So I'm going to Baltimore. Jets versus Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Jacksonville, Indianapolis. I'm going Jacksonville. This is another one I'm not that I'm not too confident about. Arizona, Seattle. I'm going Seattle. Arizona have been Arizona. Just the same old, same old. Carolina versus the Rams. I'm going to Rams. They're bound to win. Come on. Like that that Carolina team is they're they're dead in the water. There's nothing to that team. Buffalo, Kansas City. I'm going Kansas City. They'll be at home. Dallas, Philly. I'm going Dallas because they've played some 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 solid ball. They're bound to win, and, and well, they're bound to end their Phillies undefeated streak, please. And then uh, Monday night, Denver versus the Chargers. I am going with the L.A. Chargers. Uh, despite them being three and two, they have not been that impressive. And I see a lot of Chargers fans shitting on Brandon Staley, which is uh, quite crazy. But uh, I guess I kind of understand because, uh, yeah. Uh, it has been that impressive for them. Yeah, they, they've been playing down the competition a lot. So, yeah, they haven't been too too impressive. So, yeah, that, those are my predictions for week six. Um, Obviously, we'll have to wait and see. We'll we'll come back and recap those games uh, next week. And maybe next week we'll talk a little bit more about baseball and talk about not the Mets <laughs> uh, and other stuff. I, you know, baseball, uh, basketball's right around the corner. And, and all that stuff. Um, but I guess the only positives I will say as we wrap up the show is a shout out to Arsenal beating Liverpool. Come on, you gunners. Great result. And a shout out to uh, Bray Wyatt coming back to WWE. I could go on and on about how WWE are really turning a corner. But uh, credit to uh, WWE. Bray Wyatt's back. That's going to be absolutely awesome. And we're it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
really, 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 really do appreciate it. Love all the all the love and support you guys have shown for the shorts and the TikToks and all the reels. It's been amazing. I think we've reached over 1,200 likes, I want to say, on TikTok. So for myself and Pete, we really, really do appreciate the love and support. Uh, I released a uh, – well, we released, excuse me. I guess I recorded it because it was last week's episode. Uh, a Mets – Rush uh, short on YouTube. That's 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 had over a thousand views, as well as our as, as well as our Bills Mafia, uh, sh- uh, short on YouTube. So, give that some love and support. Really do appreciate. It. Expect some more content on the way. So that's all I'm gonna say. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. From myself and Pete. And uh, until next time, talk to you guys uh, next week. And hopefully, it goes better.